A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then all you have to do is head over to Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. You pick two to five players, you get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with my promo code, PULLHITTER, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with pull hitter at the promo code and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. Welcome to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D. I'm here with Dom, the bullpen girl. We're about to go over some main event player movement from last week. And just actually, Dom, just as a reassurance, what week it was a fab. I knew it was <laughs> week 22. And just saying it out loud instead of typing it into you know, my fab article or anything like that makes it sound really nuts that yeah. how far we've come into the season so far, man. Yeah. It's flying by. It's uh yeah. It's kind of realization point for me as well. We got, I think we have five more fab periods remaining, but it just, it doesn't feel like we're 22 weeks into the season. Um, still feels like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel that late in the season. I don't know if it's at the Mets or completely out of it. And I'm kind of like not mm. in the cadence of like, oh, it's seven o'clock. I'm going to put the Mets game on. It's like, you know, it's kind of just a little bit of going through the motions. But um, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. We're here right in crunch the, time, yeah. man. We're here. It definitely is crunch time. I'm trying to spend every possible minute that I have free paying attention to anything I could to help my team and not just refresh the standings. <laughs> Cause that can get, it's a certain time of the year right now too. If you're in a specific spot in the standings and just constantly making sure that nothing's changed or, yeah. you know, all you want to see is your teams in the, in that team view on the standings, we you know you could see every team going up or down the yep. plus or minus. I just kind of toggle to the up. And it's yeah. like, all right, let's see, let's see. And um, I've been doing a good job. Like, you know, in past years, I would I'd be one of those people that obsessed on the live scoring and, 
you know, in, in my daily leagues, just constantly refreshing and seeing what's going on. And like up until this point this year, I've been doing a really good job of, you know, setting the lineups, focusing on setting the lineups, focusing on what's impacting fab and not necessarily focusing on what is happening with my teams night in and night out, you know, kind of just taking a look the next morning and saying, Oh, you know, I didn't realize Aaron Savali had nine strikeouts tonight, but yeah, this point in the year, um, you know, my, my head to head leagues, it's starting to really matter what's happening each night. So that translates to my NFBC leagues where, um, you know, similar to yourself, I'm trying to hold leads, um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, make the slightest little tweaks where I can to move up. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of live scoring and live scoring watching, which is kind of uh, anxiety inducing. So I got to mm-hmm. figure out a way to try to stay away from that to the to the best ability. Possible. You we, you can just keep on researching for 2024 drafts. Uh, we'll get to talking about that later. The the too early meatball draft that we did yeah. last night. We're going to hit the fab first and then we'll get to talking about that because that's got my brain in a totally different spot too. And um, we'll, we'll get into that. All that good stuff, but yeah, so let's talk about some play movement from this weekend. Um, yeah. Who are yeah. the biggest ads of the week and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, let, uh, before we even get into the players, let's talk about the spending. Cause I, you know, I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, what I've noticed, it's interesting. Like I was, I was messaging Ryan today Um his league has – I looked his, – his league had like 41 moves the last three weeks, 41 total moves the last three weeks. There are leagues that had 41 moves in like this week. So it's really mm. interesting to see like the number of ads um, that like is going on in addition to the money being spent. So like there was 1,300 total – 1,324 total ads this week, um, which is – you know, more or less where it was the last last week. Um, but uh, the average spend per ad was six bucks. The average spend per team was ten bucks. Um, the it was the lowest total money spent since um, since week one, which was really like that partial stub week, as as Zach likes to call it. So yeah, the old um, stub week, great great it's, name. You know, if I had wrote wrote the article this week, I was gonna, you know, give it a title of like "Dollar Days of Summer" because this week just really felt like uh, dollar days. People just uh, trying to grab uh, the volume pitching that was available. Um, You know, like it it was really not a. There were no big ticket items, I would say. Um, There were definitely some interesting players that um, either entered the pool or came back from injury or you know got a new role or got called up but um not not anything significant i guess i would call it um whereas you know we normally have had at least one uber prospect or you know something along those lines the last couple weeks guy returning from injury um those types of those types of reasons why players are entering the pool and being sought after in fab yeah and one of the easiest ways to just even check about if you're not unsure how much to bid on a player, or even if you are sure and you just want to get a refresh, just go into the last couple of weeks. Just scroll down the fab results in that league, and you'll just some things might just catch your eye. You know, um, yeah. I every Monday night when ten o'clock comes, I 
all the way leading up to it, it's all about checking the news. I take, I actually walk away for the, from 10 to like 10, 10, and I just go do something else, you know, and I come back to it and I'll just rip through, I'll enter in all my ads into like a separate sheet that I have for tracking my moves and I'll briefly scan some of the top players, you know, and what they went for and mm. who was dropped r- real quick. And I quickly watch list anyone that I think, you know, that I'm interested in right off the bat. But anyway, when I go back to really look at the spending is the next week when I want to see who, who went for what last week, you know, yeah. to determine how much I'm going to bid. And this past weekend, I noticed that in one of my leagues, like I looked at the backup bids and there was, let's just say 20 ads and only five had backup bids mm-hmm. and all of them were one, two, two. And so I'm sitting there and you literally tells the story for you of how much you should be bidding on a specific player. Uh, if it's a closer spec, if it's a two-star pitcher, you'll see the interest. You'll see the guys. They'll pop up really quick for you. It's yeah. just, a, I think, a, a crucial and easy way to take five seconds, uh, a minute, whatever it takes you to just do that move. And um, just helps you along the way. Understand, too, that you won't have to spend too much. Again, it could be – your league could be totally different. But whatever the trend is in your league, you'll see it. And you don't have to um, – do, do do too much crazy math about finding median bids, you know, for across leagues. Just just look at your own, and and you'll see it right in front yeah. of you. Yeah, you know? it, it's it, the fascinating thing about having multiple teams. I don't know if you feel the same way. Is like um, the dynamics of the league leagues can differ so much. Like one of my mains, um, it seems like people are either very comfortable with their pitching or are focused on trying to accumulate saves or focused on trying to maximize at bats because there are so many pitchers out on the player pool like on waivers available my other main it seems like everybody's loading their benches up with pitchers and everybody's trying to maximize um strikeouts because Mm. like there are no pitchers available and when i say no pitchers like Today, for fun, I like went to the Rotowire starting pitcher grade. You know, I can, yes. um, you can see, uh, link see it to your free agent. Yeah. So yeah, so I did that, and I just looked at the a week grid, and like there might have been five pitchers that weren't grayed out or greened out. Like they're just all gobbled up and held. So um, it's really funny. So like you know, if I was looking to stream a pitcher in that league where there's like a ton of guys available. I know, like, all right, I can just make a bid list of $1 guys and just take them as long as I don't feel strongly one way or another over, you know, their matchups or something like that. But, um, yeah, so th- that's also just another way is kind of just, like, looking at the players that are available and comparing it to your other league. If if you have multiple leagues, you can be like, shit, there's a ton of pitchers available. Um, I don't have to go crazy, pro- like, you know, spending my money on one. I can just kind of take what falls to me here and focus on something else. If I need, you know, if I also happen to need a catcher, I can take a little more of my resources and direct them towards the catcher that I need and just let whatever $1 pitcher falls to me. If I, I feel they're all kind of this similar boat. There's other trends too, that I found in one of my leagues. And um, it has to do with the fact that there's been no closer carousel this year. Right. So we're constantly talking about, Oh man, there's been no one available to get on on waivers for saves. I should have done this because I haven't been able to get that. And, you know, my one league, I, 
kind of need saved for the overall because I'm like 19th overall, but that's the one I just have like 70 save points. And while I could move up in there, obviously, um, I don't really – I need to focus on my league. I just want to win that league more. Yeah. I know how many saves I need to move up, and if I – Happen if I move up seven, eight spots. I'd rather win a league than do that. But um, every time I went to the free agency grid, I would see Jason Foley the last two weeks or um, Jojo Romero. And I'm like, does nobody want these guys? Like, <laughs> isn't that the same we've thing? Been that Trevor, Trevor May, isn't that, isn't that yeah, the same the thing same you told thing, me a couple yes. weeks ago? And, that, and right. he's gotten you like a dozen saves since then. And you were like, 100%. After two weeks, you're like, did nobody want him? I'll take him for a dollar. All right. I'll take the saves until the trade deadline. And here he is, still making, still closing out games. 100%. And it's just so wild, you know, when everyone's talking about this one specific trend that, that's bothering them and it's been no one to pick up. And then in my league, no one wants these guys. <laughs> and it's so funny. It just extends to the league, the way they're standing, the bunched up. I looked at the teams and I said, okay, I guess this guy doesn't really need him. Okay. Like, all right. What if this guy, I don't know. There's a couple of teams though that can definitely make some points up with an extra couple of saves. So I, I, I maybe they just didn't believe in those players, but yeah. um, which I mean, then they're, they're not going to be magically carrying you to a uh, safe title, but maybe not. I mean, maybe Jojo Romero get 10 saves the rest of the season. Who knows? Yeah, We've seen I mean, crazier I, things happen. He I, looks really good while doing it too. <laughs> I know. Like tonight, he had a two-inning save. Um, I don't know. I I'm wrong, man. Like I thought, Gallegos was definitely going to be the guy until Helsley came back, and Romero keeps getting it, getting the opportunities, keeps closing it out. So yeah, you know, what mm-hmm. do I know? Yeah. So lowest spending week since the stub week. Um, pretty. It's pretty nuts. It's it's. Because I looked at last year's numbers and, you know, it was a little higher these even these last couple of weeks last year. And and some weeks almost like doubled. I guess it's just how much money we aggressively spent this season versus what teams had at the end of last season, you know? Yep, yep. And, and you know, probably depends on – so you're saying this week last year it was double, so like average spend per team was 20 bucks, and average per ad was like 12 or so? Um, yeah, let me bring it up real quick. I just had the, I just had the picture up from last season. Um, okay, last season, and remember, these are the same weeks, quote yeah. unquote. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's even though we, baseball started later last year, but last year, week twenty-two, it was the same. It was eleven, like eleven buck average Ben per mm-hmm. team. It, this week, it was ten. Ten. Yeah. Um. But like just like last week, where it was fourteen in twenty twenty two, it was twenty three. Mm. Um, week twenty, which was fourteen in in week in twenty twenty two, it was twenty seven. Yeah, and the week twenty, which was fourteen, uh, um, sorry, week nineteen, fourteen, it was twenty four. And week eighteen, which was twenty two this season, it was twenty eight. So it's just uh, you, you could just tell by that how much more money elite yeah. uh, teams across the whole format had versus mm-hmm. this year. And it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting because I myself know the number is different because I had a different number in mind. Uh, I usually want a certain amount by then. And this season, it's just, I mean, you got to stay aggressive. You see how aggressive everyone else would be and you can't just keep waiting to not spend it. You know, yep. so there's certain guys you have to pay up for if you need them and that's it. You just go do it. Yeah, just sucks being broke now. That's my uh, my only yeah, feedback. So that's the I only know. thing I'm going to change next year is I got to make sure that I keep some for this 
point. You texted me that, and that's a great point because um, I definitely know what you're thinking about there because it's not fun when you can't make moves and you see players that can be truly impactful. Like, yeah. man, I could really use this guy. Um, I have 53 and 40 left on my two teams. What do you got left? I had, uh, I know I have 17 in my Ooh. one that, so I'm just straight up like I can't. I don't know. Like, I, I, I really shouldn't, but, you know, <laughs> there's five weeks left, so how, how many moves am I going to make? Maybe I still got one more mini hammer in me um so i got, the, I got 17 the mini hammer that's like the home kit that you buy like home depot that people get when it comes with one of everything in your house it's like you know the one you stick under your sink or wherever the fuck you keep it just for yeah. emergencies yeah and i always look at it and say, oh that's cute <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what i got. what are you gonna yeah. drive in with that you know are you gonna <laughs> drive a thumbtack into a sheetrock with that little thing yeah. <laughs> you're not driving a nail with that yeah. my my phone weighs more than it <laughs> but, but you you ha- like you have to i i feel like i have to do that in my league because yeah. um you know the the guys that are down to dollars p- the people that have money are like i'm gonna you know this is a one dollar guy but i'm just gonna make sure i get somebody you know my prep my preferred choice over my competition i'm gonna bid two three um just to make sure that they get them so um that's where it's like you just don't have control of who you're going to get. You're just relying on everybody else letting somebody pass to you. So that's where being uh, being broke sucks, especially if you're trying to cash and you're just like you're really relying on everyone else in your league letting guys fall to you. So, And you know what's tough. interesting at this point of the year while everyone has specific needs and maybe too you're starting to see people – patient we're thin with some of the more um own players across the year that are always 100 percent um i don't know you i've just noticed the free agent pool change you know because they're like oh what? this guy doesn't want this guy anymore like no one wants this guy uh this, and then you look at the rosters and say okay it doesn't really have a need for this or people finally you know dropping andrew benedetti <laughs> After it's like your patience just wears thin with people too, and then if you know, um, it's just a different free agent pool, yeah, in general. Because, like I said, people have desired needs, or uh, you know, you'll see guys in in there that are new, you know, because of post trade too. Med Rosario is like now in in still a lot owned anyway, 85%. I don't know if people realize he's just not going to play much versus righties, if at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was holding out hope he would, but a- a- after seeing the one week where he just think it was just one of four he played, I was like, okay, uh, can't keep yeah. wish casting things come true, you know, and you just have yep. to move on. Um, yep. But, yeah, so crazy small week. Um, yeah. Yeah, top- I mean, yeah, the, the big guys, right, were – so Noel V. Marte was added in 50 of 53 leagues, and then Mason Wynn was added in 47 leagues. And then um, – so th- those are the two, you know, I, I would say pretty um, highly thought of prospects that, you know, when they got called up, you know, people were excited about. Um, and I know you didn't get either, but were you interested in them? Um, yeah, which is funny because Noel V. is actually – I'm one of the leagues where he didn't get bid on. And I mean, well, not that he didn't get bid on. He that that he's still a free agent in my yeah. in my main event one. Um 
and it's just so fascinating to see that. Um, I had him, uh, I had him right underneath Pagero as an ad. And so when I got Pagero, I didn't get Marte, mm -hmm. and that was for four, four bucks. Um, but no one else. No one else, I guess, had interest for him in my league, which is pretty crazy. I did. I, I mean, it, again, I, I don't want to um, pay up too much. I do believe the skills. I like the hard hit in the minors, the one thirteen max EV that he put up. Uh, I like him pinch running and stealing a base immediately. That told me a lot about him and also just the Reds in general to have been so aggressive on the base pass. They're leading the major leagues in um, stolen base opportunity attempt rate which 10%, the league average is like 6.4% of the time. Um, when you have a base in front of you, you're stealing the bag, and the, the Reds are just blowing that out of the water. And um, it's pretty cool how I look at that, that difference in teams and the team yeah. philosophies. Obviously, team speed plays a personnel, huge Personnel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, personnel. Having all these young, yes. like, uber athletes. 100%. Who are used to rules already, right? Yep. So they, they're a year ahead of, you know, playing with different, rules that these a lot of these veterans haven't and um so yeah i like that i liked all that i um and even though bell said he was going to be the everyday third baseman you know i still um had something in the back of my head like you know well like what if he struggles and you know they are independent race and does he continue to get everyday looks so and it's a jam you know it's a jam team we're all kind of wondering who's going to lose the time out of it how they're going to split it apart and uh, so I felt a little more secure with Pagero because it looks like even though the Pirates are scary too with how they've treated their shortstops like all season long, like yeah. the Marcanos of the world and um, Bay yeah. even in the beginning of the season. Bay, and then I was kind of like, it's O'Neill Cruz going to come back too. But I'm like Pagero just looked really good um, all around. They, I had them once last week as well and once time this weekend. So, um, so I had him like, Right, tied with each other, but he was Pierre uh, was ahead of him, and so that's interesting that he didn't go in the league. Though, um, I, I I was surprised to see him actually even only go for that cheap. This the, the fifty one max. Obviously, teams are running out of money, but I thought he was going to command just a little more um, in terms of people looking for a big splash. Yeah, especially with the yeah, especially with the Reds too. Like I just feel like you know they're. Uh... They they're like the bandwagon team where yes, everyone's like getting super excited about all these young guys that they're calling up and you know for the most part they're performing relatively well so um, and he'll be another multi eligible guy once he gets the eligibility granted you have to wait you know probably till the end of next week or maybe the week after for him to get that third base but um, that was kind of what held me back was. I just didn't need a shortstop or a middle infielder in, in either of my leagues. And when you're down to the amount that I am at, I'm at, I can't really risk like spending money on a spot that I don't absolutely need. So I wasn't mm -hmm. really bidding. And then, you know, but it's my thought was like the fact that they called him up already really meant that India was, it's not a good sign for India. Um, mm. but today the news about India, it sounds like, um, he was getting a scan and that, um, 
they were hoping that or I, I don't know i i thought the the story said that it was more promising than they were expecting and that it could be back sooner so hmm. um or i don't know if it was that they were hoping that it was going to be that or if it if that was the result of the scan but it said um examined tuesday by a specialist who reported good progress in the plantar fascia area um if India says he feels no pain in the foot, took batting practice on Tuesday. We'll see how I feel running from there. I feel good. I feel um, great. I feel wonderful. Yeah, right. So it's uh it's weird. I, you know, so like that was my view of the fact that when they called him up, I was like, that's not good for India. So um, but if India's gonna come back and obviously they they don't want him to get the rookie eligibility in terms of like the at bats, so like are they gonna get you know, creative with, you know, rotational mm -hmm. infield or whatever. So those were a couple of things that just kind of held me back in terms of Noel V. Um, what about Mason Wynn? Oh, Mason Wynn. I had on a couple of lines. Um, I, I say that. I, I, that's the way Toby, Baffle Crazy, and Brian Slack say it. They say lines, and and, and I, I've I've adapted it. it it's People say waterfall, um, bid I, lists, bid list. Yeah, got him on I've, the line. Yeah, got him on the line. It's like it's, a, with my son fishing. It's like, yeah, you got anything on the line yet? Yeah, nice, nice. How was that? At a lake? Uh, yeah, lake just like yeah, just went to a lake, and we actually weren't even trying to catch fish. We were just practicing casting. Um, oh, casting practice. You know, oh man, like that should. I don't know if it even exists, but they they should have, you know, like cast tournaments just to say uh, who can. I, I bet they have. I bet they have. Who to can have do that, the, right? Yeah, launch angle on the cast. Ooh, and start having stack cast on the um <laughs> on, on stack cast for the fish line launch. Uh, it's 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 actually one of it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Are you going from the hip like sideways or over the top? Which which way were you going? Just going over the top, just trying to over the top. Make sure. yeah, 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 yeah. My son was doing it like sideways and was like getting into the trees and stuff like that. I was like, no, nah, just so yeah, yeah. Just, I I remember I used to do a lot of fishing with my brothers and my friends when I, I grew up and uh, we used to go up to our lake house. So um, I just remember always trying different things, like trying yeah. one sideways, one like a sidearm thing, almost like a sidearm submarine. Yeah. And after a while, you just have to know. You know when to release. Otherwise, exactly. yeah. basically hooking yourself probably, yep. or get your shin like I did one time where it just totally missed, uh, didn't release correctly, and that's, everything that's came why off. I, yeah, and just bam. that's why I was like, I want to make sure he gets it before he, you know, gets a hook in his eye or something. <laughs> yeah. So Mason, when I did have on some lines, yeah, uh, I had Marte ahead of him. Um, I, I I have him in a couple of DCs. I don't really this dislike the skill set um at all um batting ninth will be a little difficult for him i think and uh, you know helping to uh chip in with runs and ribbies so i think that that will be a little detriment to him and i don't know how much he runs because edmund didn't run a lot from the ninth spot this year you know everyone went up in stolen bases and edmund i feel like if he's edmund one of those guys if you look at it, i feel like if he let off and had more opportunities to run he would have joined the you know, 40, 30, 40. Yeah. 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 Easily. Cause that was a whole fun preseason 
discussion, right? Who who is who, who's going to have more stolen bases? The, the, the five to seven guys? No, the fastest guys in the league will have more stolen bases. Simple as that. But uh, I had yeah, so I had a little bit of interest in him. I didn't get him anywhere. Um, I don't know. I I, I guess uh, again, I don't really. Um, I like their skill sets, both of them. It's just. I'm just trying to keep my eyes on a little bit of, of keeping money aside, you know, really tight in both leagues and trying to cash out in those leagues. So um, more of a conservation play, more of looking, maybe I'll have a chance with uh, Jordan Lawler if he happens to come up or somebody else. Right. It's um, didn't have to be these two guys, Um, but I, I do think they're going to be fine ads for people who've added them. I don't know if they're going to be maxed out, you know, what they're expecting, but um, skills wise, I think it's a good process to, to try to reel them in um, either aggressively or cheap, whatever your team needs, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the, the one other thing I noticed um, in terms of like the last couple of weeks was with, is just catchers too. Like, uh, you know, last week it was Jonah Heim coming back, and he was available in a bunch of leagues. This week, um, Gabriel Marino and, and Ohapi came back. Um, so I think that was, you know, a welcomed addition to um, the catcher position. I mean, it's been a pretty uh, stacked position this year to begin with. And, uh, but, you know, some of the popular catchers, Henry Davis. We didn't know he was hurt when Fab ran, but he's kind of been struggling. And I was, I was considering dropping him this week. I was debating if I wanted to go after those guys and just switch him out for Henry Davis. Now I kind of, I, I definitely wish I did once he went on the IL on Monday. But um, you know, like guys like Davis, Kirk, um, some of the disappointing catchers, Langleyers, when I had him earlier this year, um, you know, just kind of a steady flow of catchers coming in and available on fab. So that was just another, and that was a takeaway I had going into our draft last night too, is like, Oh yeah. Remember all of these catchers, Yaner Diaz, all these guys that are, uh, you know, now kind of stacking the position a little bit, a lot of, you know, young talent at catcher um, might not, it might change how we draft the position a little bit. That was one of my thoughts going into our draft yesterday. Yeah. Also, though, too, I think it's 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 very um, more stacked at the top now. It might just make teams more aggressive. I think up at the top. I know last night it didn't indicate that, but um, yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I I totally mentioned. Like, I went after Hoppy this weekend, and in um, in several leagues that he was available in. Um, and you know that's a, just a byproduct of I just think he's really good, hundred percent. The guy I didn't I missed out on all draft season, even though I really uh, I had him last year in in, in draft champions. <laughs> I think I, you know it would have been great to get like more than a week from him, but um, you know I can't yeah. have told the story. But I I watched him play over here locally and. Um, just love the kid. He had a home run opening day uh, a couple of years ago for high A. And uh, I was like, man, I like this guy. He's, he's solid. So I've been on him the whole time and haven't had him at all in any league this year. And he made himself available. And, uh, yeah, I went for it. I've been chasing this one catcher spot It's for a little bit now because I did have Diaz. And yep. 
Um, I dropped him because when Jordan came back, I thought he wasn't going to play as much, and then he did. And then next week he went for like fifty-three bucks um, after I got him for like eleven bucks two two weeks prior. So I guess it was good to get some money out in the league. But I, then you know I went with uh, Connor Wong, who was playing a whole bunch, and then he stopped playing every single day. They went to a platoon with more of him and Maguire rather than Wong playing more. And it's weird too because he had they they were playing him versus lefties more, but he actually hit better versus righties this whole season. So, um, yeah, so I said, you know what? I uh, Oh, I think I had a Camposano in there, too, and he was getting a boatload of extra PAs because uh, it was prior to the deadline, and he was DHing, and Sanchez was doing some catching. So I've just been chasing that spot, and I said, I'm just going to get a hoppy and pay up. I spent 18 bucks. Um, backup bid was 12 and I'm fine with it. I... Lost out on Heim the week before to Maddie Davis, Maddie Wood, and um, in in hindsight, I'm kind of glad because uh, he doesn't look the same, and he's also not playing as much. So yeah, um, you know, that was a little, so, was a little bit Hoppy. of my fear about Ohapi though. Too is like he had a pretty serious shoulder injury. Um, pretty, I, I I haven't seen a labrum surgery you know, get back this quickly, but he had home run this week. So, um, you know, so far so good. I, uh, your, your statement about wishing you had a w- more than a week of Ohapi rings true to me. Cause I dropped, he's the guy I spent the most money on in fab this year. Um, early in the season when he was yes, available in one of my mains, it was, uh, severe overbid. And, uh, you know, I dropped two eleven on him in the league. I really needed a catcher early on, and uh, he was back on waivers like two weeks later. So, um, so yeah. yeah, next year we'll 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 see how much we can get the band back together. Um, but <laughs> his teammate um, Nolan Chanuel, Chanuel is that how you say it? Chanuel. Um, I I I've heard, and this is the thing. I've heard I've heard a couple different pronunciation during the broadcast um probably just check it on baseball reference i don't know if they have it uh yeah that's what i've been trying to do more recently is trying to uh capture the names because i've heard i've heard renewal i've heard chanual and i don't know which one it is they don't have they, yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have the pronunciation yeah, i've heard both so, yeah i've heard both too so um the podcast should do a better job because uh, they don't watch TV. They don't watch the game. You, you could tell. And like I watch the games and like MLB <laughs> Network saying one thing, <laughs> the Angels broadcast is saying another thing. So which one is it? But yeah, let's go Shanuel. Let's go Shanuel. I I you know I think it's a wonderful story. It doesn't stop me from bidding on a person. I just. I was just a little hesitant. I felt like there was other ways to go to at the corner. Um, that there was several guys who actually like a guy who wasn't even as popular, like Ryan Noda this weekend. I mm-hmm. I wrote him up in my in my Fab article in the Fab pod. I highlighted him as coming back and didn't think he was sit versus all the lefties as he's doing now because prior to his injury he was he played he started ten of twelve versus lefties so. But this is what the A's are doing now. It's 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 better to get Robert Perez, a 32 year old catcher, um, played appearance at that first base, rather than play a possible like 
you know, you found the next Mac Muncie um, who can play him. It's so strange. I don't know what yeah, teams do they, sometimes. They're getting, yeah, they're getting super. I just thought there was a better option possibly like in your league. There's, even Carl Santana is still, was still like 20% available. I'd rather go for guys like that, you know, than, yeah. than uh, or stream Connor Joe this week because he's facing three lefties. But all all around, I think it's a great story. It doesn't mean I, I don't think he can succeed. Um, it's just something, too, about capturing those angel players right now. It just seems a little doomed. Yeah. I, I will say though, if if um, runs are what you're looking for now with with Trout back and you know his carrying skill at least so far has been uh, walks on base percentage. Yes. Um, you know he's he's scoring runs and he's hitting leadoff on, on the days that he plays. So um, you know it's a good spot to be hitting in front of Trout and Otani, even even if the Angels might be doomed um, and cursed that he's getting on he's scoring runs so that yeah that's the no, one thing i, like I think it could be nice with him um yeah he's got a he's he's super aggressive right now early obviously small small sample but he's super he's super aggressive in his own 85 percent zone swing i like that um makes good contact too and he's got a good eye it's like you said he seems yeah. like he knows what he's looking for up at the plate mm-hmm. um so he's got that crazy stance too, which is which is really cool, like funny. He yeah, just holds the bat like really, it. yeah. It's like his arms are so oddly placed up in the air, but yeah. um, it sounds it looks like something you you do joking around like in a friendly wiffle ball game with your friends, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you just made up a stance and say, "Hey, this is my new stance." Um, that's probably something that it looks like, but um, yeah. You're totally right, though. Hitting at the top of that lineup and and capturing the runs behind Trout, and that isn't that also crazy though, because we're saying that yeah, get this guy for runs. He's leading off in front of Trout and Otani. You're like this is this guy is leading off in front yeah. of Trout and Otani. I know. I <laughs> Listen know. to what we're saying. Not, and there's no slight against him. He's in the major leagues. He got there really fucking quick. It's just that it's it's just not what you thought it would be if 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 they're trying to you know really make the playoffs and i don't understand why they don't just move them up um you know get get your best players the most, the most at bats i mean yeah. it's something that teams have done yeah cuz when the yankees started that with with uh you know with judge and stanton judge, people yeah. thought it was stupid but I mean, Tom Tango wrote about this in a book, you know, several like twenty years ago. <laughs> it's just, there's reasons why team do this because it just gets your players in the position more to mm-hmm. make more impact. And to me, it's just go go Trout Atani or go Atani Trout, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Yep, I'm you with know? you. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, then uh, so then. The uh, the second most popular ad in terms of the number of ads was Stone Garrett. I don't know if you saw yeah. play with him tonight. Yeah. So that looks like he's going to be out for a while, which does suck because he was still going to get in the playing time. Um, you know, I know, I know you liked his profile. I I liked him as well. I took I think I the only person that took him into Gladiator. Um, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate because it's what we were hoping for, right? Like he was, he was only getting that bats starts versus lefties. Then he was starting, finally starting to play every day. Um, the nationals have been kind of a sneaky lineup um, and team over the last month. And uh, now it's just 
you know, back to the wire for anybody that grabbed him. So uh, it stinks. He was a guy I really wanted this week. I uh, yeah, it's, it's I've been I've been talking about him in my fab column for two weeks now, saying if you got the room, stash it. If you got the room, stash it. For two weeks in a row, I didn't even take my own advice. Um, he was again in my line, but it was still like I'm, I was so driven for the now. The now, right? This is what my team needs now. Right? Yeah. I, I can't stash him for later. I can't stash him for later. It's just, it's just, it's just a decision I made. And even every week where he just get the limited playing time and he would do well, it's like, oh man, I should have, I, I should have stashed him instead of stashed him. And then when it happened, I was so mad because then I'm like, now I have to compete with everyone instead of having him for free for a dollar the last two weeks. Um, and I was so mad. I was. <laughs> mother effing in my my discord chat with my friends you know and i was just like oh man and then unfortunately this happened and no i didn't woogie him i was i'm rooting for stone garrett he's he's different i can't woogie stone garrett because he's his story is great he's super good he's super i just wishing for him this get playing time it's kind of like the delane thomas thing too a couple of years ago right when he came from the Cardinals and he was doing well and they finally just let him play rather than give Yadiel Hernandez plate appearances. So I they finally let Lane Thomas play the same thing this year. And they were mixing in, you know, Blake Rutherford in his 50% K rate. And I was like, what are they doing? Like play Stone Garrett. And finally it happened. And I feel so shitty for the dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I was all over it. Who wouldn't want a guy with a, you know, um, strong barrel rate and he's fast and, mm-hmm. Good, good splits uh, versus both handedness and uh, good exit velocity on fly balls. Everything you could want in like a power speed combination. Who would get playing time on bad teams? Because we talk about that a lot. Yeah, that, that's that's where you find goodness. Not even at the end of the year, all year long. You know, um, we could call Santana. I'll keep bringing him up, but he's he's just an example, right? Just a guy who played every single day with the Pirates. Gets you some power snuck in some steals this season, right? He was useful because he would just get playing time on a bad team. And oh, Garrett was going to be that guy and he was probably going to win people leagues. I yeah. truly believe he would have won people leagues. And it's just a shame to see him get hurt tonight, carried off the field. It was a very awkward attempt at making a catch on the ball. And I'm not uh, saying anything bad about him. It was just, it was an awkward play. And when he, you know, when he jumped up, when I saw the highlights and I saw him jump, I was like, well, what kind of leap is that? And then I saw it happen. I was like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. Just like, and, um, you know, the spike got caught in the, yeah, it's know. that perfect part of the fence where it's, uh, I guess it's whatever it is, vinyl kind of upholstery that, that, that got tangled in. And, ah, oh, man, I don't yeah. know. Just shitty. Just shitty yeah. to see him get carted off too. That's miserable. No one wants to be that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I hope we uh, hope he gets back on the field as quick as he can. I hope it's nothing too too bad, you know. Um, but yeah, just definitely a guy that uh, I I had him probably for like nine and six bucks, and he just went for like twelve and eight or something like that in my league. So it's again, it's <sighs> yeah, and I and then the- I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to be happy about not spending that money this way you know it yeah sucks. yeah i know i know like i remember right after fab you're like i got shut out of stone garrett in every league yeah. and mm-hmm. uh yeah so it's unfortunate um but then yeah the, the other thing too you know 
similar to Garrett in terms of just like everyday outfielders. I felt like there were, in addition to him, there was like three other guys that I was pretty interested in that were available in a lot of leagues this week. Um, Harold Ramirez, Charlie Blackman, who, who came off the aisle and Akil Badu. Um, I really, I, I really wanted Ramirez. I feel like um, he's the biggest benefactor, uh, if you want to call it that, the, um, you know, the person who's getting the most opportunity in the wake of the Wander Franco stuff. Like um, he'd been hitting like third or fifth pretty much every day since Wander went out. Um, and so I think they're just kind of giving him a lot of those DH at bats um, and, you know, hit, hitting in that lineup om- nearly every day. Um, the way he is, you know, he's a good average hitter. I'm, I'm looking for average in almost all my leagues. I know he's not going to bring a ton of power, but just guy that's getting primary playing time and hitting 300. Um, oh, boy. Might what? need to stop. Shohei Otani has a tear in his UCL. It um, is unclear whether it will require surgery, but he will not pitch the rest of the season. That is not good. Dude. And now, 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 of course, now you'll see on, 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 on X, bro. Now you'll see on X. I can't even say X. It sounds retarded. And, I, and I'm not even one of those, oh, what, what are they doing with this? I don't really give a shit what they're doing with Twitter. But um, <laughs> that is miserable because now it's just going to be everyone who's in hindsight say that, you know, they should have they should have traded him. Um, I wonder if it's also to a reason that maybe he didn't get traded and we don't know about, right? Um, maybe it was kind of known. Um I I can't imagine um, if he knew that he had it that he would just keep pitching. Oh, Mike of... Trout's going on the IL too. Really? I just wow. see. Yep. Wow. Um. Oh, jeez! What a night! What a night! So tearing his UCL. I mean, yeah, Tommy John in 2018. Um. That that's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. I see. I I saw the GM giving a press conference after the game because I have it on. I was like, I was wondering what he was talking about. Um, but uh, I was like, it's weird for the GM to be doing a press conference after a game. He was um, like, he's he looked like he just spent about twenty minutes crying. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. That's that that sucks. Man, I hate this. I hate when I hate when people get hurt. You know, it's just not it's not cool. Yeah, I, I mean the weird thing about with Otani, and I mentioned this in the Discord, is I feel like his last like five starts, he's left like everyone early with something different, and like it just seemed really weird, like something weird was going on, um, you know, with with him. Um, so yeah, that really that really blows. That is. Um, if he needs a second Tommy John, it's like, you know, maybe he just needs to consider giving up the pitching aspect of, of it and just focus on hitting. Um, I don't know. 
So it's crazy. It makes you uh, appreciate these guys when they can do what they can do, like these freaks like you know DeGrom and Otani and stuff like that because um, it doesn't last forever. So you got to appreciate it while you can see it. It sucks because I was going to – I was. Uh, I mean, I guess he could still hit, and he wasn't going to pitch anyway this weekend, but I was going to the, uh, the game – uh, going to a couple games this weekend while they're in town. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that's a little different from that's disappointing. Just, yeah, seriously. Oh my god, never mind, never mind. Scratch what we said about if you need runs. <laughs> Go oh, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, oh god. I just is he gonna? He's I'm sure he's going to try to keep hitting, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it says he will not pitch the rest of the season, so... Yeah. And um, he's still slamming balls 115, so... Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, he still hit a home run. Well, he, he hit a home run today, but it, I think it was uh, before before he came out. Of, oh, no, he didn't hit a home run today. All right, never mind. Never mind. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, oh, anyway, I'm, all, okay. I'm all discombobulated. Yeah, yeah so. just that's what happens with with uh, news like this. So yeah, um, Harold Ramirez. I don't know. I just he's not my cup of tea. I I never liked the profile. I understand the PT, and um, it's not like I don't know. I get the bump up in the in the order. It it's not really any uh, like additional stuff that he's getting. He's still only. He started three straight because they've all been lefties, but he's still only starting two straight games, getting a day off, two straight mm-hmm. games. That, and I don't know. I don't, I don't like guys with his profile of like 4% barrel rates and um, just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just vanilla. It's, I don't even know how he does it, honestly. He, 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 his, I don't know. He reaches a ton and he doesn't have, um, he has a ton of ground balls and 55% ground ball and a 46% reach rate. But um, And it's contact, too. It's only 73% contact rate. And I just don't even know how he hits 308. That's that's my thing with him. Every time I look at him, I just don't feel like it's real. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't even, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, that that, that is fair. I mean. I'm not a believer of the skill set. Again, it, we're at the point in the season where you're just looking for certain things, and for me, it's like I need anybody that isn't going to tank my batting average, like mm-hmm. yeah. specifically, like not allowing a 250 hitter or below on my on my lineups because I just need to focus on getting every batting average point I can. So he was a guy I was interested in because he, you know, however, however it, it is, he finds the holes. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Badu was yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Badu was interesting. Ed until they called up Meadows on Sunday, and I, then I yep. got confused because um, yeah. someone had to sit, and I was just kind of go through the process in my head, like, oh, okay, so they've been playing Miggy a lot, but maybe they'll just stop DHing him so much. But then I looked at the, then I looked at the at the um like the hit leaders, and he still had the chance to move up three spots, I think. <laughs> You know, and I said, well, would they just want to max out how high he can get in the hit list? Good point. What's that? That's a good point. I mean, yeah, like, I, for a I, team I, that has nothing to play for and has like their, you know, one of their best players on their franchise retiring, um, that's chasing a leaderboard. Like, yeah, they're going to maybe give him the playing time over any of these young guys. 
yeah, I that's that was again. I was just trying to find in my head the reasons why he, you know, Badu wouldn't play more or he would play less. Uh, yeah, so Omega's got twenty uh, three thousand one hundred and forty nine, um, which is twentieth all time. Paul Wayner has thirty one fifty two, so that's one spot. Yeah. George Brett has thirty one fifty four, so that's five hits away. That's two spots, and they yeah. got Adrian Beltre is seventeen hits away. Which it I don't think is crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might be tough, but I don't think it's crazy. Miggy seemed like the kind of guy. Or we see what Pujol did last year. He just had these like this unimagined, like no way we thought that he was going to do what he did last year in the second half, and he did it. So I wouldn't put past Miggy to do it. Just in my head, just you know, because dude's been leading off versus righties all the time. Um, doesn't play versus lefties. It's like, what are they going to do with Riley Green? They're going to sit him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerry Carpenter has started every game since July 23rd, and he looks like um, he's awesome. He yeah. finally learned to just not platoon him because he's such a good hitter. Uh, and after James Anderson, who said he believed that from the start about Carpenter, he said he'll he'll eventually get it, and he has got it now, and it's beautiful. So I would I was um, I think I had Badu at like three or four bucks, and then I slotted him down to one. Because I was just a little worried uh, about that. Um, because everything, I mean, in his profile looks looks good. Um, he's been getting on. He hasn't, I mean, he, he tailed back the strikeouts a little bit recently. But overall, his skill set was um, solid. You want that power speed. And, um, and then I was like, well, is he going to be the guy? Like, is, are they past... Getting to have a look at him, but he's only twenty five years old, right? You know, it's just I don't know. He's four four home runs and two stolen bases in the last thirty days, and um, yeah, I mean that stands out when you're looking for that kind of combination in Fab. And so I tempered my bid a little bit, ten percent foul rate in that time too. So I tempered my bid and I dropped him down. I don't know if it was the right process. I still think he's going to do well. Just I was just scared about the playing time. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And then you know. Blackman's the last guy. He was he wasn't available in my leagues, but uh, he's mm-hmm. been raking since he got back. Um, Do that week ahead of the Coors week because they play um, opposite, right? They have four weeks yeah. at home and four weeks on the road for the yep. rest of the season, and because no one, like really, no one else on their team is worth holding. That no. <laughs> I mean, even McMahon on, I, you know, on one OC, I almost, I, I almost dropped them. Um, <laughs> because yeah. I, I just needed a spot, and I just I don't know if I want to keep playing that game with him. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, is it the is it the next week that they are at home? Um, well, they're right. They're in Tampa right now, so I think yeah. next week they're at home. Yes, they're yeah, and 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 it's the and it's the Braves and the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I know for sure he's getting Strider, Morton, and Galsman. Um, I don't know if it's Ryu um, on top of that, but anyway, I just thought, oh man, it's like it, it could be two. Yeah, oh, it is. It's Ryu Kikuchi, so it's two lefties, which he's not. He's a little lesser against lefties and two studs and Strider and Galsman. It's like, what are they going to do for me anyway? Um, and that's another thing too, trying to stream a week ahead for the guys who are going to course. That was another thing I tried to do this weekend, right? I was trying to look ahead. And I was like, oh, Atlanta and Toronto, everyone on that yeah. team is owned. Yep. Um, there's no actionable players on them. Unless you want to do Kevin Kiermaier and, you know, hold him for a week and on your team as a stash. But yeah. 
uh, I think that's that's the Rob Silver brought that up on the Launch Angle Pod for the Discord, and I thought that was um, a perfect point to make. It's just fuck the Rockies. You you got to look at the other teams that are going to Coors because the Rocky guys are just uh, maybe Montero right now is showing some signs of not being twenty uh, percent swing and strike rate type of guy. He looks like he's getting a little more comfortable at the plate, but it's still. I mean, in the NFBC world, 15-team league, you know, I got done with Brenton Doyle. I finally dropped him. Yeah. Tom, I, I had to uh, barrel weight um, and, and, you know, sprint speed notwithstanding. And when he first came up, I didn't like him. But then the the tools were too loud to not try to add and, and get something um, from him. But the, <laughs> it's only yeah. so much you can use yeah, of, you of batting one, 180. Yeah, yeah it's one, just yeah. – there's got to be something better out there, right? And yep. <laughs> just held him and played him, but I think too many, too many scoring periods. But yeah, Blackman's a solid ad for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then on the pitching side, honestly, um, a lot of these guys were just. I, I felt like the only one that stood out to me was Ryan Pepio, um, but mm. we don't really know what's going to happen with him. Um, it's not totally clear, you know. I think he looked good as the um, in the doubleheader. They called him up as a 27th man, though, so they could option him right after, which they did. Made sense. Um, but it's not clear if they're going to still have him pitch, uh, to, I guess, tomorrow, if they're going to have him pitch in bulk relief, if they're going to um, maybe use Emmett Sheehan. He's been pitching bulk relief in AAA and, and doing well. I think it makes the most sense to go with Pepio and maybe do like a Pepio Yarborough tandem instead of Gonsolin. Uh, you know, obviously Gonsolin's out, um, but he's really the only pitcher that uh, was super interesting to me. I think a lot of the other guys that were added were just added either because they're moving into their team's rotation, like um, like Winans or um, or you know, or some win of the other guys like yeah, Winass, uh, or like Zach Shout Thompson. To, Zach yeah, Thompson Zach stepped Thompson. in for yeah. Mats. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so a couple guys like that. But then a, a lot of it was just people taking advantage of two start weeks, like Javier Assad. We talked about him last week. I don't get how he's still doing it. Um, you know, Bailey mm-hmm. Falter was added in twelve leagues, and those managers um, have been rewarded so far. Let's see how the second start goes. Um, but yeah, so it's just people, I think, taking advantage of the volume to the extent possible. So a lot of guys that aren't super interesting and it's just a volume play and, you know, you kind of just hope that the starts work out. Yeah, I really love Pepio. Um, he was my Stone Garrett on the pitching side that I got shut out of. I got him in an OC. But um and I know there's some concerns about it, but uh, I think Jeff Zimmerman brought this up too as we were chatting about it in the Discord. And it's exactly my thought. Like he 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 was the guy coming into spring, you know. And he he was clearly the Dodgers. He was ahead of all everybody else as being that SP five on their team, right? Mm-hmm. And he got hurt. So I feel like in my head, it just makes sense process wise. Yeah. They would go back to him being yeah. the guy. Um, no, I got excited. I I really got super super excited um, uh, about him because I noticed 
and obviously it was only that one bulk roll, but um, I looked at some of the minor league data too that was available. And from that one start, I noticed that his four seam and the changeup both had a higher release point uh, than last year's starts in, in the majors. The four seam went up about two and a half inches and the changeup went up three and a half inches. And um, that's pretty insane. And his problem was always throwing too many balls and not um, filling up the zone enough. And sure enough, in that game, he um, had a nice 34.7% ball percentage, um, which is really, really huge because in 2022, it was over 40%. For sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was the thing that got him. He had a 17% walk rate last year in the majors in seven game starts uh, with a. Um, 41% ball rate, which is really key to not walking guys. Like baseball HQ has that measure. It's a good as expected ball, expected walk rate based off of, you know, Je- Jeff Emmerman wrote an article about it. It's a conversion and you can kind of have an expected uh, ball walk percentage with ball percentage. So that's something I really look at. And I saw that instantly that I changed and then it got me d- diving deeper and deeper. And, um, I saw that and I was like, wow. And you could tell maybe he was working on it in the minors too, because his ball percentage in the minors was 36% in six game start. So that was a big difference. So um, I thought that was huge. It kind of got me really excited about it. And both pitches have less horizontal run on them. So um, a lot of those pitches in towards righties was getting out of the zone. So now they're just more staying on the inside and the bottom of the zone, which I thought was really good. Um, and the changeup is actually dropping three inches more than last year. So think about that too. It's like higher release point and it's dropping more. So I thought that was wow, these are these are huge differences. And I liked them prior. I mean, I, I drafted them for a buck in my big auction league, right? I drafted them in the 30th round, I think, of the main. Um it's still so I was interested, but I again I, I got outbid. I should uh one one main a guy was uh, ahead of the curve last week and added him. So um, definitely interested in that. Zach Thompson, yeah, I added a couple times. Um, I thought he was – I think I think he's an interesting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, both, you know, he had some relief appearances, and then he had two games start prior to starting today. Uh, I believe he started today, and I think he pitched pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, like he went five, five innings, innings sure. five, yeah, five Ks and a walk. Um, what do you do here? Forty-five percent whiff on the cutter. Yeah, yeah, like who is four seamer was down mile and a half. Gotta dig into this, but I, I just um I know he's got some rough matchups in the future, but it just seemed to me like kind of low-key guy to add. I got him for a buck, so didn't spend much. But in his two starts, he had a 35% K rate. He had um 79% zone contact. I know that's a very limited sample, but it seems like um, guys were having problems squaring off. Heavy ground ball percentage. So I just thought that was pretty good. Um, some decent decent doing a strike rate. Nothing nothing crazy, but I just thought it was like a cheap spec on, on getting a guy who just might have a chance to get some innings the rest of the season and um, see if it plays up. Oh, it could be nothing. It could be something... I went with the old Cole, Cole Irvin versus Colorado ad. Um, I thought that was uh, a good a good spot to try to attack uh, a stream this week. I thought that was the the better stream versus um, 
like trying to get a two start, you know? Yeah. He, he actually had him ranked ahead of any two start free agent pitchers uh, just because he's been a really effective since he started throwing his cutter more and it's totally helped neutralize righties for him and been pretty solid uh, over the last couple of. Uh, Last couple of starts, uh, where is it? Since he started throwing his cutter more, he's got about what is it like a 23 to 5 percent K rate, um, uh, K to walk. And so thought I was like, hey, you know, um, nice one start stream, dump him after that. Uh, I took Jake Irvin in a spot, I, I dumped Miles Mikolas. Um, he's another guy too. He's like, I don't think if people realize his last six starts, he's got. 37 Ks and 35 innings with a 388 Sierra, 25 to 6 K to walks. It's just, he just gets really hit hard. Bow percentage is super high. Average exit velocity is super high. But I mean, I just feel like a, a guy striking out one uh, K, K, one K per nine is just really, I don't know. I don't know how he's in the wire in as many leagues. He's 49, he was 49% owned prior to this weekend. And I guess people don't need strikeouts or pitching because it seems like a guy that should, even if you don't super, super trust him. I mean, he's, he, he started throwing way harder six, seven weeks ago. He's he sustained it and he's now striking out guys at a great clip. Um, the swing and strike rate on the four seamers flying up. He's, he throws it up in his zone, all the stuff we love. And he just, he's there. Nobody yeah. wants him. <laughs> yeah, I think I think some people might have given up on him when the news came out that like one they were going to a six man rotation, two they were talking about um, limiting his innings a little bit going forward, even beyond the six man. So like maybe that's like what scared he, people off. But but he kept throwing six, he six, threw six, six innings. Six yep, and exactly. Six. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So I think I think the reduced workload just came in the form of of, of... pitch count. Of maybe pitch count or maybe just two, like saying no, no two starts. You know, we're gonna spread it out. Yeah. And um, yeah. so until until they do that again, he's not an every week starter. Um, I think this week he was a good start against Miami. Um, but it's just a guy. Like I said, it's I. At some point, I I just I couldn't trust Nicholas um, right now. So, yeah. and I've I've always trusted him for years. For like two years, he's been that guy stream off the bench with great matchups to great results, and he just doesn't have it right now or he's tinkering it looks like he's tinkering a little bit it's almost like i almost feel like he's using this as a as a, a chance to just tinker for next year because they're at the playoffs i don't know if that's too fucked up to think like that but he just seems like he's trying different things he's trying different shapes of his change up he's throwing it from different slots i don't know it's just odd and i'm like i i can't deal with this um sorry miles i love your whole style i love your mustache and and your and your outlook on life but um we have to part ways. It's very difficult yeah. to part ways with a with a guy you really like. But um, yeah, I've, yeah. I've so it's been really hard to to have him in DCs. Like you know, one week he'll go seven innings, one earned, and then mm-hmm. the next week he'll drop like a two whip on you. And it's like I just need a little little consistency. I just you know that's the one thing. Like the whip drop is, a two whip on you. Yeah. Man, that's like um, that seems like something you could threaten a person with, you know? <laughs> like, I'll drop a two whip on you, bro, <clears throat> and they'll just walk away. Uh, they don't want no part of that. I thought Ryan Yarbrough was interesting because I just think he's been used like an ultimate weapon, right? He's oh, just yeah. got, he can he can he can pick up that first reliever out of the pen like you like to, you know, 
talk about and he's just saving games winning saving games, games getting wins <laughs> has like a I, I think he has like a point four whip since he's been on the Dodgers yep. like yep um yeah. yeah he's gonna make himself a nice chunk of change in free agency next year he's, yeah he's, he's one he's year got over forty percent O swing this the whole season like he's yeah. he's he's I don't know he's burying the ball in the bottom of his own and he's he's good man he's just yeah. I've always liked Yarbrough too. Yeah, me too. He's like my yeah. first, one of my first DC uh, picks, you know, that, that I took in every draft because he was yep. like that, that starter kind guy of hybrid that nobody guy. Likes. Yeah, 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 that guy that nobody liked. Yeah. Um, yep. I thought, I thought another interesting guy um, was Ken Waldachuk. Um, he's been showing signs too of kind of uh, turning the season around a little bit. He's, also had a difficult time with walks this whole season. Um, I've kept an eye on him a little bit all season long because I have him in a couple of DCs. Um, so, but last four starts for him, 20 innings, 23 Ks, a um, little bit high of a whip, 1.28. That comes from the walks, but the ball percentage has improved the last four starts. Um, the K to walk in the last four starts is 26 to nine. And um, I think that's pretty impressive. 29% CSW, um, 83% zone contact. Uh, so great, great, great park to pitch in. Um, him too, he gets in trouble with like hard hit balls and barrels, just like Cole Irvin. But I don't know. You know, when you see improvements in a pitcher and you could just add them for cheap, I think they're good, good, good buys right now to see if they can give you something at the end of the season. It's, Instead of chasing those shitty two streamers, you could just trust a Ken Waldachuk to go out and do five innings in five Ks or six K like he's been doing recently. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's where like with with my moves, like you can kind of see like I obviously was kept, I kept it pretty cheap. Uh, you know, except for I got Brian Wu back in the one league. I cut him. I've at, seen that. It was nice. uh, a little aggressive with the cut and. Just I actually thought his el- he had a serious elbow injury, but I think maybe they just uh, they were just saying that to uh, you know give him a week and a half off. I think that was just their way of limiting his innings a little bit. So yeah, but I don't think that's an aggressive cut because even if you knew it, it's still in the back of your head that they're going to have to limit him. They they've mentioned that they talked about that you know um, having to work in six pitchers. That's Somehow, right? Proto even said that. Like, there's some way we're gonna mix it around. So there's always these wording too that we're kind of worried about. With it definitely had. I don't think that's bad process that you cut him right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's bad process either. Like, it's just at the point in the season where I'm not hanging on to anything like at all that I don't feel like I can get something out of in the next like two or three weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy to get him back. I think, um, you nice. know. Especially after losing Matt, so Matt's was cut my off offsetting cut for him. Grabbed a couple of Reynaldo Lopez, just trying to grab any save straw I can latch on to. Because um, Justin Lawrence ain't it. Um, <laughs> no man, he's not. Got a little Dom Canzone action yes, in my life. I, I, I yeah. We talked about him last week. Um, but the interesting thing I think I did was um, with the volume. You know, I mentioned needing to get pitching but not spend money. Um, so I made two ads. I made Sean Manaya and uh, Pedro Avila on the yes. Padres. Love a little Avila. 
Yeah, because um, I think this is a way that you can maybe get creative and get innings um, without maybe sacrificing the ratios that some of the two-start pitchers would give mm-hmm. you. Um, so, like, Manaya was pitching as the bulk reliever on Monday. Didn't go so great, but also didn't go disastrously bad. And the good, ho- the good thing, hopefully, is I'll get another outing out of him um, this weekend. So, yeah, he went yes. two and two-thirds, three earned, he gave up two homers, he got three strikeouts. It's obviously not what you want, but it's uh you know a starter that's having an off day might go you know five innings six earned or something like that and that's much more damaging so i think like you mitigate some of the downside risk by grabbing these guys that are pitching bulk relief um and, and especially if you can time it right like i i thought avila if you look at Avila's usage patterns, he had been pitching exclusively, innings, yeah, exclusively with Rich Hill. So yeah. it's not even it's not even that he's pitching four innings; he's only pitching in in games that Rich Hill is starting. So that had been the the uh, the combo, yeah, the combo that had been the pattern up until this week. He pitched early this week. He pitched like a one out relief outing. So I'm I'm hoping for him to um, hop aboard Rich Hill's start on Friday and yep. give me another four, you know, another four. Um, and then when Rich Hill has two start, Rich Hill, and that's the other thing too is, you know, you pick up these guys for two start weeks and then things change. Like Rich yes. Hill was on Sunday when I ran Fab, Rich Hill was going to get a start midweek and then he was lined up for two starts next week. And that's kind of where I wanted Avila to be. But now Rich Hill is starting on Friday, so it means that he's not going to get a two-start week next week. And, um, but it still holds true. I'm I'm fine, you know, with Avila for for the dollar. Um, yeah. So yeah, because I think he could. It's still like they don't have to stick to that pattern. If it's Hill plus right. another outing, you know, yeah. you could still get, like you said, trying to get innings for cheap. Um, it been really good his last twenty innings. He's got a twenty-eight to nine K to walk. Um, yeah, fifteen percent really, strike swinging strike yeah. rate. Um, so yeah, like that's where it's like, and the even, pitches too. He's got that splitter, that nasty splitter that gets thirty percent swing strike and forty seven percent O swing. That's that's beautiful, you know. Yeah, that's, and the, that's and really the, beautiful. And the other thing that kind of crossed my mind too was like I looked at his AAA game log and he was pitching like he was starting games in AAA. Granted, you know he he hadn't pitched more than five innings in a in a a triple a start um but like with the padres if they like fall out of it which they're kind of tracking towards like maybe he could get some starts um at the end of the year if they want to just see how he pitches as a starter and just like let him go five innings so it's kind of a couple things went into into my mind with that ad and that's i mean this week the obviously you know writing for reliever recon i i like cover this at length and um i've just noticed like a huge uptick in in teams using bulk relievers behind openers and uh so it could be a sneaky way for you to grab innings if you're either subscribing to reliever recon or doing your own you know research on it um yeah anyone who who's not a subscriber should just head over there they they you guys set everyone up for success every day 
And this is the time of year, like you said, just to notice that pattern. It's it's one thing to 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 try to do that work also yourself, but when then you got a whole team dedicated to doing it, and and you're on top of it all the time. Um, and I just also think I've always been a proponent, and this is like what Baseball HQ's always said is like, you know, their whole goal is to like teach you how to fish, right? It's not just telling you who to get, but why the process to it and the way you break it down every day has, has gotten me to, you know, be better at it. There's still times where I'll text you and be like, Tom, who the fuck is pitching on this team? (laughs) (laughs) Because I swear to God, and this is why I, this is why I'm telling you it's so much better to just let you guys handle it. It's such a good thing to, to um, sub, you know, to to sub out to someone um, (laughs) to do because it's stressful trying to figure that out. Like you just talked about Avila, such a great opportunity. Like you said, to add five, six innings a week, possibly for cheap when no one's looking there. And um, I think it's huge. So if anyone's not a part of the reliever recon, go over to patreon.com and type that in and uh, let these, let Dom and Greg and Pags and, uh, Nate. Nate, Nate Dog, Nate, Nate Markham, let them help you down the stretch run. It's it's yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Well, same th- same could be said for your you know your Patreon. That's been the right. best thing for me. Um, and that's Thank why you. I was like I was like yeah you know you do such a good job like breaking down like ahead of the podcast or ahead of Fab like the the uh, Fab pods. Um, they're just like an awesome like just snapshot of just like you know after I do all the family time on Sunday, like 45 minutes of just like catching up on everything that's happened and like who the target should be. It's just like so useful when you don't have the time on Sunday to catch up on everything that happened. It's just like, I know you have it covered and it's just, you know, so big, so easy. It takes a lot of the stress out of the fab process and allows me to just like enjoy it and like, make informed decisions as opposed to like scrambling to catch up on, on stuff. Yep. So yeah, it's all, it's all good. Tell yeah. each other. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Cheers. Before you get on to talking about our, um, our meatball draft. Yeah. I, I made, um, this is crazy. And this is one of the questions I was asking myself. I made one of my longest, uh, fabulous ever, uh, definitely longest this year. I added eight guys in one fan. Yeah, and I was, I was trying to ask myself. I was pulling back from it and be like, "Am I making too many moves here? You know, is is that even a thing? Is making a move, is making too many moves a thing? You know, uh, Phil, Phil's like, no, there's no such thing as as too many moves, and he's right. Um, I was just really trying to upgrade spots. You know, like I said, Mikolas for Irvin is just okay. Like I, I can't trust you as a stream. Mm-hmm. From the bench guy, so I'm trying. I'm gonna try um, Jake Irvin there. Cole Irvin was a stream drop. JP Sears, he's been a dud lately. Can't, can't. You know, it's just I don't know. He's changing up his pitch mix a little bit. The fastball's not getting as much ride as it did, and it's just not gonna get wins anyway. You did great for me, JP. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jake. Jake Barras was a drop because I was all over him. Spent a decent amount of chunk of change on him. Probably the reason I was also scared of just dumping some more on Stone Garrett. But I believed in Barrows. He had 20% Bowery and smashing balls. Anthony Rizzo was out. He was starting at first versus righties. And then he started not to start first. 
righties at first base, and they put in Mayhew, which I get it for the Mayhew because he's, he's tweaked some things to his batting stance to help him with his toe, and he's been driving the ball again. But still, it's like you're starting fucking Greg Allen over Jake Powers. <laughs> just so, oh, I was so mad at that. So I had to get rid of him. Um, Dylan Moore was a drop uh, as well as he's, and that's another thing that's really fucks with your head. Even though you know he he's not an everyday player, right? He wasn't even an everyday player when when Crawford was out. Um, I thought he was going to be that week, which was mm-hmm. you know a great. I thought it was a great ad. So he ends up only starting like twice out of four times on Monday to Thursday, and I benched him for Friday to Sunday, and he went nuts. And it's one thing about dropping those players like that, right? It's like this guy just had a four hit game and two homers on Sun on Saturday, and I'm going to drop him, you know. But you know it's the right thing to do. But yeah, <laughs> in the back of your head, you just like. Days. What if he ain't playing him every day now? But it's like, yeah. no, it's still, and it's still crazy. The guy's got an extreme swing and miss, but it's like 27% bow rate. It's just nuts. It just screamed out. He, and, and he's fast. He gets some stolen bases. So I dropped him for Guerrero. I dropped Rosario to pick up uh, Juwan Bay. Um, stolen bases in my league. There's, uh, I can gain about, I can get about two points. So I thought, um, you know, third point is really far, but hey, you never know. I mean, he he couldn't rattle off a whole bunch and and possibly get me one more point. But um, so I went with him seven bucks. Uh, got outbid seven to two. I mean, I outbid seven to two. A little surprised the backup was so low. I didn't yeah. even think seven was going to be enough. Um, to be honest. <laughs> so, like, cause what did he go for on average? Um. He went for a decent amount, so I think, he, right? On average, a, um, he went for seven bucks on average. So seven you bucks, nailed so it, nailed it, nailed it. Um, but again, I was uh, again, I was surprised at that because I know he's not going to give you much power, but he's been making better swing swing decisions. And right before, up until he got hurt, he was he was starting to swing a lot less, strike out a lot less. Um, and right before, um, I think on the season prior to that Fab run, I have it in my notes, he had started 14 of 23 versus lefties. So it's not like they were sitting him a lot versus lefties. He usually replaces um, Big Jack um, versus lefties. So I was comfortable that he would play at least five of seven games a week, you know, if they have a seven-game week. And needed some steals. I went there. And like I mentioned, no hoppy. But just the whole – thing in general kind of bugged me out as I was entering it into my sheet, my, my moves that I keep track of. I was like, is, did I, did I just do like bad things, but dropped the results into, he's just been, I really loved him and um, he just wasn't cutting it for me in the last, you know, starting to slip down the K rate and starting yeah. to throw more balls and you got, you got bent to Turnbull. I think he, he's working his way back and I kind of think Olsen is going to be the first one out. And that mm-hmm. staff, so um, got rid of him. You know, it was well, just it was, was just good, a, ended up being a good move based on how uh, Monday went, right? Or yes, I guess, or Tuesday, whatever. Yes, whatever and day. I saw like he was streamed a lot of it to start, and I was, I actually wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, and I took a that was for uh, picked up his his teammate Tyler Tyler Holton. Um, he's like I feel like Tanner Scott Jr. Um. We just awesome for your ratios. He was pitching like over an inning every time out and getting a whole bunch of K's and a win shot. That wasn't a safe spec play. That was more of um, 
this is just a team that's been decimated a lot by Nicholas and early season Brady Singer. So um, even though I have Cole and Strider, the RA is is kind of riding high, and the whip I still got, um, I can make a couple of points on. So um, that was just uh, an option to have a really high usage reliever who can help that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just um, I did not start him this week. Um, I ended up, yeah, I know it, it was got that win. I know, I know that kind of that kind of bugged me out a little bit, but um, who ended up going with over him? It was either him. Oh yeah, so this is um, it was yeah. I just didn't know who to sit. I have Strider, Cole, Pablo Lopez, Gavin Williams, Latell had the two start, Scooble, and I streamed the Cole Irvin. Um, so yeah, thank you. yeah, like That's I, a good, I, uh, I even, nice even bench. Yeah, I have Maeda, Holton, Zach Thompson, and Jake Irvin now on the bench. It's a whole new bench for me. But um, I ended up just, just throwing them out because I still wanted to try to get some decent starts. I just wanted to make sure when I had – probably if if Latell then had the two starts, I probably would have started him over over Latell, yeah. you know, or yeah. just used that yeah. spot for him. But um, took advantage of that one last two start. I'll probably see from him. So – yeah, so that was the move yeah. of the week. It was a pretty interesting week. It's just uh, it's just time to let go of of dead space or duds on your team. It's just the time to let go of biases. It doesn't matter if you invest in a guy you thought this guy would be good yeah. and he's not. It's just um, yeah, it's just fr- it's fr- it's uh, it's like freeing at this point too. It's like can uh, it's like you know if there's some like I, I know you said Ben Benintendi before, but like. Yeah, if you have Benetendi and you've had him this long, like you can let him go, and you don't have to worry about him helping somebody else's team. Like, there's there's not enough time left that like it can it can matter at this point. You need to focus on what you need now, and not necessarily worry about whether or not it ends up being right. Or you know, like it's 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 right. If it's right for right now, then it's right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like another great thing too is uh, sometimes I feel like when those kind of players get dropped, um, a player that just sits up at the top of the owner percentage list when you go to free agents. Um, popular. Some people are just like, oh yeah, I'll spend seven bucks. Like, uh, spend seven bucks on Andrew Benintendi this week, you know? It's, um, because yeah. it's the top there. Unless you like really need to get some average, you know, or yep. whatever. If, if he fits your team time, but in general, maybe not the right example, but there's some players that'll get dumped and um, they'll go for an absurd amount of money and you'll just sit there and wonder why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's name value, name value. It's, a, it's something I, th- I thought about where I'm thinking about punting a stat, but I have, um, I have a lot of players that contribute to that stat on my team because mm-hmm. yeah and, and i'm like well i'm not going to use them anymore because they sink me elsewhere so if i just cut them could that kind of create a diversion where like people are either spending a ton of fab or just a lot of people are focused on that player because like you said it's at the top of the queue and um so yeah that's the kind of mind games you know you think about or you play with because I, I know how i would operate if i saw you know a big name and I had money burn a hole in my pocket, I would go after him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you maybe 
you throw a little bait out for the competition, but you, have, you know, there's so much that goes into those decisions because you know you think about who it's can get, f- who can afford them, yep. how much will that help them? So yeah, it's all stuff I got to think about before next weekend. This stuff, this, this podcast has been brought to you by uh, fishers um, and fishermen. <laughs> yeah, talking right. about baiting and 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 yeah, no, but not, I think it's I think it's an interesting concept uh getting getting money off the table it's definitely i know uh i know people um who who do moves like that it's i think it's a good practice if they don't have it uh if they're gonna possibly have a scramble for others and burn money for other guys maybe even someone that's right around you in the standings or that that you're directly competing with for, for other categories you know so yeah. it's a cool move Alrighty, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pole Hitter Podcast. Remember to find me on Twitter at Dead Pole Hitter. Head over to the Pole Hitter Patreon. Go to patreon.com, type in Pole Hitter in the search bar, and you'll see it. You get a free one week trial until the $5 entry. It's the first tier where you'll get the additional two launch angles that we do behind the paywall, as well as all of my daily pods that I do, the lineup pod to help you set your lineup for the two period in the NFBC, and well as some fan tracks leagues that could be helped for and thanks for everyone to reaching out and supporting the show all the time much appreciated we cut right into our too early meatball draft that we were part of the second annual pull hitter too early meatball draft that james anderson covered in his article on votowire.com we talk about it and our process through it in the next podcast that'll release at the separate podcast so you guys can have two um ones that a clear distinction of of what's involved with each show so have a wonderful Wonderful week, and catch you next week uh, talking about the player movement and our strategies overall, not only in FAB, but just how we're handling our teams at this current moment. So everyone have a wonderful week, and don't be a bag of shit.